0: Burnout isn't about seeking a vacation. It's about yearning for a vacation from your life. This is a quote by uh, Christina Maslach, who we've talked about in previous episodes. And this quote really underscores how burnout transcends mere fatigue. It's a deep yearning for liberation from the hamster wheel and a desperate cry for meaning and renewal. So, you're going to want to stick around for today's episode because we're going to talk about how recognizing these signs is crucial to initiating positive change. Welcome to Rat Race Reboot. I'm your host, Laura Noel. And as a certified coach and former 27 year military leader, each week I provide bite sized mindset pivots that will help you reset your mind, reawaken your spirit and regain your control welcome back everyone to another episode of rat race reboot and today we're exploring the depths of burnout and the transformative journey toward healing today we're going to equip you with the tools to identify and address exhaustion cynicism and inefficacy which will go deeply into each of those facets but That's going to help us pave the path toward rejuvenation, which I love the sound of that word. It even sounds relaxing. But as we discussed in earlier episodes, and by the way, this is episode three in a series of 12 episodes that will revolve around the topic of burnout. I'll also be having guests on the show to share their stories and how they navigated through burnout to transformation and some other guests who will share some other tools with you to help you navigate burnout and then really go through burnout into transformation. But as we discussed earlier, burnout is characterized by symptoms. And there's three symptoms that I typically talk about. And this is what I'm going to be talking about today. So we're going to explore each one with some detail. And I'll be asking you some questions that will help you evaluate your own symptoms and look for signals in others across your organization. So consider taking out your journal, getting out a pen, piece of paper, so that you can reflect on each of these questions carefully as we approach them. But one of the first facets of burnout and symptoms is exhaustion. And that's an obvious one, right? That physical, the cognitive and emotional fatigue that we can experience when we're um, feeling burnt. We're burning the candle at both ends, right? Maybe we're unable to concentrate and we feel like we're running on empty. We have to force ourselves to perform even the smallest of tasks. That's oh, a familiar sign that I would experience quite often when I was experienced burnout. But we want to go from ex- exhaustion to recognizing some of the red flags when we are feeling that way so we can mitigate the damage. So we'll discuss those physical, cognitive, emotional aspects of exhaustion. Um, so some of those symptoms can be fatigue. It can be headache or muscle tension. Even changes in sleep or appetite can signal that we're experiencing exhaustion. These are red flags. Some of the cognitive symptoms could be we have difficulty concentrating or we're forgetting things. Oh my gosh, I remember I would know when I was in burnout when I would forget things or I would misplaced things. I would experience brain fog or just overall impaired decision-making. And then some of the emotional symptoms of exhaustion when we're experiencing burnout can be irritability or just apathy. Why bother? It it doesn't even matter. Low mood, anxiety, or even depression. So consider some of these questions or statements that I'm going to pose here, and I want you to assess some of these signs. Are you experiencing some of these? Do you feel drained physically, mentally, emotionally, in any of those areas or all of them? Has your sleep schedule changed? Are you noticing a change in your sleep? And the quality of your sleep. How about your appetite? Have you noticed that shifting? Maybe, you know, some people reach for food for comfort and others just lose their appetite. So what are you experiencing? And are you experiencing feelings of dread when thinking about work? So here are some practical tips once you've identified um, if you're experiencing any of these signs of exhaustion. One is prioritize sleep. And you know some of these things we know, but we often ignore them. I know I did. But establish a regular sleep schedule and create a relaxing bedtime routine. I, um, I wear this aura ring because I wanted to track the quality of my sleep. So I am a firm believer what doesn't get tracked doesn't get noticed. We, we don't pay attention. So I like having the data that I can look at every night or every morning when I wake up and then over time. And then I tweak things in my schedule and in my routine. So I started, I used to have my um, phone with me. And I would use that as my alarm clock and I would have it um, on the nightstand. So I started using my, um, I have an alarm clock. It's actually the light comes up as if it mimics the sunrise. And so I set the alarm and then like 15 minutes before I wake up, the sun starts to rise in the clock and then birds will start chirping. I don't need to have my phone on my nightstand. So I started moving my phone into a different room because Those electronics, the lights, all of that stuff can impair and, um, you know, just impact our sleep. So a, a lot of these little tweaks that we can do can really have a tremendous impact. So start there. Move your phone in a different room. Get a regular alarm clock, okay? So that's one of the things. Setting boundaries, learning to say no to Those extra things, the extra work, the extra commitments that drain your energy, being around certain people who, you know, drain your energy, try to reduce the amount of time that you're around those, those experiences or those people and make it okay for you to do that because it's imperative. These are things that you can do to reduce the amount of burnout and the feelings of exhaustion that you're experiencing. Uh, taking short breaks throughout the day to step away from your work to recharge. It seems like a simple thing, but I am telling you, I have an app on my phone, um the Pomodoro app. There's a bunch of them out there that are free, but I'll do focused work for 25 minutes. It doesn't seem like a lot of time, but what I do is I set a mini goal of what I'm going to accomplish in that 25 minutes and I set the timer I work toward that goal in that 25 minutes. And honestly, I'm more effective because I'm not all over the place. It's focused work. Then I take a five-minute break to just stand up, stretch my legs, get a drink of water, and I'll do five rounds of that and then take a longer break, maybe a 20-minute break, or maybe it's my lunch break or something. But I feel energized at the end of my workday when I do that. So the Pomodoro technique, if you don't know what that is, um, Google it, it's, it's awesome. And it works delegate tasks. I talked to so many people who, um, they, if they feel like if, if they're not doing it themselves, it's not right. Or they feel bad about empowering other people with other tasks. But if you're a leader, your job is also to develop others. And you can't develop others if you're not bringing them up with you and empowering them to take on more responsibility. So teaching other people to take on some different roles to expand their capacity, you're actually helping them grow as leaders. So if you can delegate and empower others to share the workload, leverage the talent of other people on your team, help them grow. Sometimes we think we don't have time to exercise, but exercising improves your brain capacity and brain function. It can help you boost energy levels and improve your mood. I have a, um, a walking pad under my desk, so sometimes I'll stand for a few hours in the afternoon And if I'm obviously if I'm coaching somebody or in an intense conversation, I'm not walking on my walk pad. But, you know, when I'm taking those five minute Pomodoro breaks, I might walk for five minutes or um, if I'm watching a video or in a like a larger scale meeting, uh, I will walk on the walk pad and just turn it off if I'm going to speak. But those are ways that we can get physical activity in our day without extending our day and then eating a healthy diet. Um, I'm big on apps. I I wish I had it with me, but I'm using this one app where it, um, checks whether I'm burning fat or burning carbs throughout the day. But the cool thing about it is I'm inputting the food that I'm eating. And I really hadn't tracked that before. And now that I'm tracking it, I realized that I wasn't eating enough throughout the day. So I would feel sluggish. And then at night, it would be easy for me to grab a glass of wine. And then if um, there's some chips in my sight, I might grab those because I didn't fuel my body properly. So now I have a refrigerator full of just easy, healthy, nutritious meal items and snacks, a good protein powder that I can grab at a moment's notice. But that is critical for cellular repair. And that is critical for your brain function. And then lastly, another thing that I would recommend is connecting with people who energize you, connecting with loved ones, spending time with supportive people that can also reduce stress and boost your mood and elevate you. So you're less likely to feel exhausted. So, all right. So exhaustion is one of those facets of burnout. Another facet of burnout is cynicism, you know, and that's really just the erosion of engagement where you're not feeling invested in your work. You're not feeling invested in your colleagues their success your customers or clients persistent cynicism is a strong signal of burnout so we want to go from being cynical to reconnecting with a sense of purpose and so we can start by exploring the roots of our cynicism you know analyzing its impact on motivation and engagement so think about these questions and kind of Rate yourself on a scale from one to ten. One is, um, I, I don't feel this at all. To ten is, woo! I am so in alignment with what you're saying and what you're asking. So, do you feel the work that you do aligns with your personal values? So, if you were to rate yourself on as a one, you don't feel that there's an alignment there. You don't feel like the work you're doing is aligning with your personal values. And if you're a 10, then you feel like lockstep. The work you're doing is meaningful. It's aligning with your who you are as a person, what your personal values are. All right. So do you feel you, that your work is meaningful and fulfilling? A one would be, um, I don't find my work meaningful or fulfilling. And a 10 would be, I love my work. It's so fulfilling and meaningful. This is what we would call a reverse scored item. Do you find yourself, and this is in your actions, do you find yourself being short with people or even rude? Do you feel like you're snapping at them? One would be, nope. Ten would be, oh my gosh, every day, all day long. Lately, if I looked at the past 90 days, I've been really disconnected from people, even rude, just really short with them. And then last question, are you feeling isolated and disconnected from the people around you? A one would be, I, I feel really connected with people. I don't feel disconnected. And a 10 would be, I feel really disconnected from people. I don't feel like I'm in alignment with the people around me. So here are some things that you can do and consider or journal about or reflect on that can help you reconnect with your passion, reconnect with your purpose, um, rediscover your passion, really. But think about your work, the work that you're doing now. What led you to that work? What were your initial career aspirations? What drew you to your current dro- your current job, the current work you're doing? What drew you there? What was exciting about starting this work? And when you were beginning this work and on this journey, what filled your cup? So think about those things and, and try to reconnect with those feelings. Now if you're in your job and you feel like there the work that you're doing isn't aligning with your values and strengths consider consider your values and strengths and how can your values and strengths be applied to your current work What are some things that you could take off of your plate or swap that could align with your values and strengths? How can you reframe things in a way such that the job and the work that you're doing aligns with your values and strengths? You've got to be deliberate in seeking that out. And then how might you set small achievable goals as you're doing your work. Like I ate lunch today. I did the Pomodoro technique today. I took, I did the Pomodoro technique and then I had a conversation with a client and I felt happy about it. Those are goals. Those are achievable goals that you want to celebrate and those give you a sense of accomplishment. So really lean in on those mini goals and Allow yourself to experience and sense that sense of accomplishment. And then how can you seek out new challenges and learning opportunities? If you're working for a team or a leader, how can you have a conversation around that? Looking at your current workload and the things that you're doing, And then explaining to them how you're looking to grow as a person, as a leader, and how you're looking to align what you're doing with your values and the ways that you want to grow. And then come up with some ideas for some new challenges, some better challenges, some other learning opportunities where you can kind of pivot what you're doing into these um, areas that align more deeply with you and where you're going. And then the last part of this is really about reconnecting with your purpose to conquer cynicism. Is foster positive workplace relationships. You know, seek support from colleagues or mentors, and build rapport with colleagues and mentors. Engage with people <laughs> in friendly conversations. Collaborate on projects. Um, it, you know, it's so important now that we are. Working in hybrid environments, sometimes it's harder to connect with people. And, um, you know, even with me finishing up my doctorate at William James College and working from home, I do travel and I do uh, facilitate classes as I'm traveling with mindset, but I always forget until i'm in the moment when colleagues from that work come to an organization where i'm working and i'm just craving that connection usually after i facilitate after a day i'm i'm an introvert so i love being around people but i recharge by being alone but when i'm when those people are also traveling with me or meeting me in one area i'm like yeah let's go let's go to dinner i just want to connect and i've forgotten how much i miss that it's easy to forget and think that we don't have time to connect with people, but even just um, a virtual lunch or just 15 minutes of checking in or joking with each other at a meme (laughs) with a, with in the chat, that can kind of lift that cynicism off of our shoulders and give us a point of connection with somebody. And then the last aspect of burnout here is inefficacy inefficacy. And that's basically building confidence and empowerment. That's where we want to we feel where we just don't have that control, that inefficacy toward building confidence and empowerment. And inefficacy refers to the lack of power or capacity to produce a desired effect. And essentially, it means that um, we're not being as effective in our work as we intend to be. So inefficacy can manifest in feelings of inadequacy. We might doubt our abilities to perform and do our jobs well. It can manifest in incompetence. We might feel like we're not meeting expectations or we're constantly making mistakes or even failure. We might feel like no matter what we do, we can't achieve success in our work and this is something when i'm experiencing burnout i often experience this lack of control or this feeling of lack of control like i don't have control over my workload or the outcomes at work and that's really stressful that that makes me feel like i just no matter what i do it nothing matters so these Feelings can be demoralizing and contribute to a downward spiral of reduced motivation, decreased productivity, and further feelings of burnout. So, you know, here's some examples of inefficacy in the workplace. So a salesperson who constantly misses their sales targets and then feels ineffective and then becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy, a teacher who feels their students aren't learning, might experience that. And what about me is creating this? And then we carry that into the classroom. And then other people experience us with that just lack of confidence. and Or maybe an employee who feels their ideas are never heard. They might feel ineffective. You know, the important thing to remember here is that feelings of inefficacy are not based on reality. It's the story that we create in our minds, and then it self-perpetuates, and then it adds to burnout. It can cloud our judgment and make us overly critical um, of ourselves, you know? So if we're struggling with feelings of inefficacy, we want to think about and investigate the self-doubt and our feelings of inadequacy. We want to think about these questions. Are you feeling in control of your work assignments and deliverables? Do you question your ability to do your job? Do you even have clarity on the expectations of your job? Do you feel as though your skills and abilities align with those expectations? And do you feel fairly rewarded and recognized in your role? So here are some strategies to combat that negative self-talk and empower you to celebrate your achievements. One is practice self-compassion. Be kind to yourself and avoid those harsh judgments and that self-criticism. we got to quiet that inner critic. Challenge your negative thoughts. Identify and reframe negative self talk into something more positive and realistic. So, I might be feeling this way, but is it true? And oftentimes it might feel real, but if we really peel it back, it's those statements and those ways that we're seeing ourselves. It might feel real in the moment, but it's not true. Think back to times when you felt powerful and empowered and ready to go and successful and tap into those feelings. Focus in on your strengths. Remind yourself of your skills and your accomplishments. And track your progress. Keep a record of your achievements no matter how small. Oh my gosh, I get coached and I'm so grateful that when I share, you know, something that I've done, you know, sometimes we'll talk monthly or bi-monthly and she's like, "What did you do to celebrate?" And often I didn't do anything to celebrate. I have to remind myself. So, you also want to surround yourself with people who are in your corner, who who know, hey, this person normally doesn't celebrate their wins, but you want to feel the feeling of the win. It's not being boastful. You can just do a happy dance by yourself. It's all good, but you'll feel you'll feel the joy of that achievement. So, track it and celebrate it. Um, So once you consider these questions and you kind of paint a picture of where you're kind of experiencing burnout, this is the first step toward becoming aware and knowing what you're up against and changing it. And so in the next episode, we're going to discuss more immediate steps you can take. But in the meantime, go to ratracereboot.com. I have many resources there that you can download. And in the show notes, we have some additional resources that you might want to read up on um, about burnout and some of the things that I talked about here today. But remember, your mind is so powerful and everything is created twice first in your mind and then in physical form. Thank you for listening and we'll see you again next week.